morning, we are going to get into the Word of God and share with you what God has given to us. So we're going to give you a few minutes to get your Bibles, pens, and pads, iPads, iPhones. And we want to say good morning to our SoundCloud listeners as well. Thank you for listening in this morning on this fourth Sunday of July. We're going to ask you to get your Bible, pen, and pad, or your iPhone, or your iPad, and a pad and a pen, and let's go into the Word of God. Amen? Amen. If you're keeping a journal, this morning we're going to talk about, yes, God's mystery part five. Yes, God's mystery part five. And of course, in part four, we talked about the third six. Amen? Amen. So up under God's mystery part five, the third six, we're going to talk about the seal of God. We're going to talk about the seal of God. Amen? The seal of God. And another reason why we had to go back into this is because in Revelation chapter 5, the Lord Jesus Christ was handed a seven-sealed scroll. Say that with me. Said the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus was given a seven-sealed scroll. Okay. The reason why I said that is because we stopped on the sixth seal. And I do not want to leave you like that at the sixth seal. We want to finish it out with the seventh seal. Is that all right? Amen. What happened was in between the sixth chapter of Revelation and the eighth chapter of Revelation, there is the seventh seal. So in chapter seven, it does not talk about the seventh seal. They wait till the eighth chapter of Revelation. So we're going to kind of finish this up, but we want to learn something this morning as well. And that's why we're also going to be talking about the seal of God. Amen? Amen. So in God's mystery, part four, the third six is found. And we see Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, begins to open the seven seal scroll in Revelation chapter 6, verses 1 through 17. Once he begins to open this seal, this seven seal scroll, as he breaks the seal, the first one, this begins the tribulation period. After Revelation chapter 3 and chapters 4 and chapter 5, the church is never mentioned as being on the earth. It is believed that the church is now raptured, taken to heaven by the Lord at the end of chapter 4 of Revelation. Then chapter 7 comes between the 6th and 7th seals and introduces us to two important companies of believers. All right? So right now, could we please turn to Revelation chapter 7? Okay, and what Revelation chapter 7, the information that it holds, um, these are the saved during the great tribulation. Look at, put your hand on your heart. Say, there will be saved people, saved people during, during the great tribulation. The great tribulation. Say, it will, be difficult. it will be difficult. Say, it will be scary. Will be scary. <laughs> but there will be saved people. All right, so. We're going to start reading at Revelation chapter 7, verse 1, and it says, And after these things I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, 
holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels, to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. And I heard the number of them which were sealed, and they were sealed a hundred and forty and four thousand of all the tribes of the children of Israel. Is that in your, in your Bible? Amen. So we see during the great tribulation, there are going to be a hundred and forty-four thousand Jews that are going to be sealed for God. Amen? So when the Bible in the book of Romans says that all Israel shall be saved, what it is saying is that God is going to remember his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Joseph. Amen? And the 12 tribes of Israel. He's going to remember his covenant, and he's going to take out of Israel a remnant. And that remnant will be 144,000 people. Okay? So the vision of four angels standing at the four corners of the earth and holding back the four winds, it means that a great storm is about to come on the world. But did you notice something? I need you to pay attention to this and don't sit there and say, oh, but you're talking about the Jewish people. But there's something in here for us and I need you to hear it. Amen. Amen. I need you to hear this. But did you notice that the Lord said, do not hurt the earth, the sea, nor the trees till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. So basically, with this seal, the angels are told to delay the destruction until the servants of God have been sealed on their foreheads. Now, these servants are the uh, great tribulation Jewish people that will be saved during that time. Amen? Amen. These servants are 12,000 persons from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. So out of each of the 12 tribes of Israel, there are going to be 12,000 people. They make up 144,000 Jewish believers. These Jewish saints are saved during the early part of the tribulation. The seal on their foreheads show them as belonging to God and guarantees that they will be preserved alive during the seven years. Now, what we're going to do is I want to show you something so unique in the Bible because every time you see a scripture in the Bible, uh, it says, and it is written, meaning it's somewhere else in the Bible. So right now I want you to go to Ezekiel, and we're going we're gonna to bring this on around to us because we also are sealed. You remember what the scripture says? We are sealed with the Holy Spirit of God. Amen? So we, we got protection. Look at your neighbor and say, I got protection. Say, I've been sealed by God. Okay, let me show you. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 9. Knowledge is powerful. All right, Ezekiel chapter 9. When you get it, say amen. All right, and we're going to start reading at verse 1. And it says, he cried also in mine ears with a loud voice, saying, Cause them that have charge over the city to draw near. Even every man with his destroying weapon in his hand. Now, this is God Almighty calling for the angels, okay? 
And it says, and behold, six men came from the way of the higher gate, which lied toward the north, and every man had a slaughter weapon in his hand. Now, I need you to understand something. In both Ezekiel and Revelation, it is the angels of God that is doing and carrying out the mission. Amen? God gives the command, and the angels obey him, whether it is to uh, destroy or whether it is to do good. Amen? But thank God in each instance, there were people who were sealed with the mark of God. And this ought to help us because the times that we're in, the times that we're going to see, uh, all these new diseases coming on the earth, and uh, it's, we, it's like COVID won't let up, um, food shortages and baby formula shortages and high prices and inflation and war is going on. Amen? Amen. And so... We need to understand what the seal of God on our lives does for us. Amen? Amen? What it does for us. So we're using scripture to show that. We're using scripture to show that. So he tells them, though, which lie toward the north, and every man a slaughter weapon in his hand, and one man among them. Somebody say there was one. Okay, and one man among them was clothed with linen with the writer's ink horn by his side. And they were they went in and stood beside the brazen altar. And the glory of the God of Israel was gone up from the cherub, whereupon he was to the threshold of the house. And he called to the man clothed with linen, which had the writer's ink horn by his side. So basically, so much sin had went on here until even the glory of the Lord departed from there. Now that's, that's bad. Amen. It was so much sin. And so what God began to do was he says, since they don't want to change, since they won't stop, he says, what I'm going to do, I'm calling for six angels to come. And, and, and one of them will have a writer's ink horn, but the rest of them will have slaughter weapons. Amen. Amen. Many destruction was in the land, just like there's destruction in the land now. But there was only one man that had the writer's ink horn. Verse 4, and the Lord said unto him, go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the man, of the men that sigh and that cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. For to the others he said in mine hearing, go ye after him through the city and smite and let not your, heirs, your eye spare neither have ye pity. Are you looking at this? My Lord, Jesus, have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. He says, slay utterly old and young, both maids and little children and women, but come not near any man upon whom is the mark and begin at my sanctuary. Wow. So what does that tell you? Even in 2022, there are people sitting in the house of God. Wow. Destruction is in the land, and yet they come to church, and they sit in the house of God, and there is no mark on them. That's amazing, isn't it? I don't want to keep coming to the house of the Lord uh, day after day, year after year, and there's no mark on my life. Because all the destruction that's in the earth, I want to be what? Shielded from it. Okay? Can we go a little further? Okay? So you have in Ezekiel chapter 9, 
you have the removal of God's presence and the destruction of idolaters and idolaters. Well, what is that? Idol worshipers. These are idol worshipers. Well, what is an idol? Two types of idols. You have an idol made of stone, but also your thoughts can become an idol. Thinking wrong. Thinking wrong. Uh-oh. Thinking wrong. Thinking wrong. Thinking wrong. It is a slap in the face of God for us to have adulterous thinking. Thoughts that we put up before God, and that's not what the word says. Uh-oh. But the Bible says we are to renew our mind, how, how, how long? Daily. And how do we renew our mind? By the word of God. So that means somewhere in, in, in the time frame of the day, you ought to make time to get in the word of God. Whether it's in the morning, whether it's at noonday, whether it's at the afternoon, or before you go to bed at night, you need to get rid of all these adulterous thoughts. Because it's a slap in God's face. Come on now. Come on. Because what did he say they're going? He says, you go to my sanctuary. Begin. Begin. What does uh, the Bible say in the New Testament? He says that uh, the judgment of God is going to begin where? In the house of God first. See, we're so busy putting the finger at the center, we don't forget. He said, uh-uh, my judgment starts in my house. So here it is again in Ezekiel, confirmation. He says, begin at my sanctuary. Then they begin at the ancient men, which were before the house. Well, who are the ancient? That's the old people who say, I know the Lord. Uh-huh. God said, I'm going to see if you know me. I'm going to see if I'm looking for the mark. We're going to talk about it. He says, I'm looking for the mark. Now, there's a mark of the beast, but there's a mark of God. And that mark, it, it protects us. It blesses us. It keeps us while all the destruction is going on. I feel you. Do I have a mark? Do I have a mark? So all these older people, and we say we know the Lord. Oh, we know. I know the Lord. I hope you do. I hope you live in it. I hope you're light. I hope you're praying it. And he said unto them, defile the house and fill the courts with the slain. Go ye forth. And they went forth and slew in the city. Who did they slay? All the adulterers, all the idolaters, everybody that didn't have the mark. Uh-huh. So what is he saying? And the Lord said unto him, go through the midst of the city, through the midst of Jerusalem, and set a mark upon the foreheads of the men that sigh and that cry for all the abominations that be done in the midst thereof. The faithful Jews who opposed the adultery and the idolation were sealed by a mark on their foreheads so they would not be killed. You know, the Bible speaks of that. You know, you got some people in the church, they run with sinners. They don't try to tell them what's right. They uphold them in, their, in what they do. Yes, they do. And the reason why they're so comfortable around them is because somewhere in there you're doing something they're doing. That's why they're comfortable to, be, comfortable to be around you. They like you. They're always in your midst, always up under you, always running with you because they're comfortable. I can hear them talking when I come in. Well, it ain't got nothing to do with pastor before my name. It's the life I'm living. Amen. Pastor don't mean a hill of beans if I'm not going to live it. Amen. I got 
to live this just like everybody else got to live it. You got to live it, I got to live it. So when you come around people, they show you enough respect. Sign for me, Anna. It's called, because God had to help me with that, because people would just kind of shy away from me. And I said, well, Lord, what's wrong with me? He said, uh-uh, there's nothing. He said, it's called respect. They respect you. Amen. I said, oh. I said, okay, praise the Lord, hallelujah then, that's fine with me. You want people to respect you. You are in Christ Jesus. Shout out to the and yes, I love everybody. And I don't make nobody feel any different. But they, they can see the mark. Uh-oh. Somebody say they need to see, need to see the, mark the mark on my life. On my life. Now, let me just give a little bit of insight that the Lord allowed me to find. So basically, all the faithful people who oppose the uh, adultery Worshiping of idols, false thoughts. They were sealed by a mark on their foreheads so they would not be killed. Somebody say that with me. Say, so they would not be killed. Say, so the, the mark of God is preserving my life. Yeah, the storms come, but they don't take you out. Yes, it does. We, we were here, the gas prices are high for all of us, but it hadn't taken us out. Kovic is here, we are here, but it hadn't taken us out. Amen. Huh? New diseases are cropping up, but they haven't taken us out. out. So, the sign or mark on the forehead, this is what a rabbi says. It is the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet, ta. Somebody say T-A-U. Okay, so it's little T, little A, little U, and it's ta. This is what a rabbi says. And that word, that last letter of the Hebrew alphabet is suggested completeness. Okay, so they say that the mark, part of the mark is the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which symbolizes completeness. He goes on to say it is also the first letter of Torah, which means law. Woo! So listen at this. You've got completeness and law. Wow. That's, that is very. <laughs> so the mark begins with completeness of the law. And we know we can't live the law. But the Bible says Jesus said when he came on the scene, I have come not to destroy the law, but to fulfill the law. Mm. Oh, my, my, my. Okay? So that, that's what he said, right? So they're saying that this mark that was put up on these Jewish believers in Ezekiel, it represented um, the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which is completeness, but it also represented the first letter of the Torah, which was law. So the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet is Tav, representing the number 400. It means completeness. Because, you know, in their lettering, they don't go A, B, C, D. Their letters are numbers. It's a number system, okay? And each letter represents something, amen? So this is what this rabbi was saying. So 
The last letter of the Hebrew alphabet is Tav, representing the number 400. It means completeness. And the first letter of the Torah is Bet, representing the number two. All of this sets the ground rules for the way, listen at this, for the way God set up the world. Mm -hmm. So basically when you read the book of Revelation and God says, do not hurt anything till after you have sealed the Jewish believers in their forehead with my mark. And then in Ezekiel, he told the angel with the ink horn, go through the city and everybody that's sighing and crying and opposed to this adultery, mark them off for me. Okay? Their marks represented completeness of the law. Well, how are we complete of the law? Through Jesus Christ. So basically, he was setting them aside to say, in Jesus, you are complete. Amen. But that's it. That's it. There's no other way. And he was saying everybody on the outside of Jesus is incomplete. The law is still upon them. Their sins are still upon them. So guess what? I've given them time after time after year after year after year. He said enough. He said enough. He said enough. Enough. So, it sets the ground rules for the way God set up the world. So how did God set up the world? Go to Genesis chapter 1, and we'll see the completeness of the law. Go to Genesis chapter 1. What is the completeness of the law? Jesus Christ. So completeness of the law, is, it sets the ground rules for the way God set up the world. So the Lord set up the world in light. Look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. Is that in your Bible? Yes. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. Well, have you ever taken the time out to understand, and we've preached this part before, that God divided light from darkness? Amen. So he meant for light and darkness to stay what? Separate. 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 Woo! Well. Yeah, that's part of 2023 words. <laughs> he meant for light and darkness to stay separated. If he never meant for light and darkness to stay separated, he would have never divided it off in the beginning. Amen. Somebody say completeness of the law, of the law. is separation. It's separation. It's separation. It's separation. And the fourth verse says, and God saw the light that it was what? Good. What? So light is what? Good. In the eyes of God, light is what? Good. Mm. And then he made a device. He made a division between it. He divided light from darkness. Amen. Let me tell you about light. Is that all right? Amen. Can I tell you about it? Because yeah. see, next year, I didn't want to do this. Because see, I'd be going too, too early to me. But okay, be going so early with it. Next year, <laughs> you're going to know the difference. Uh -oh. 
you're going to know the difference next year between the light and the darkness. You're going to know the difference between those that are walking in the light or the darkness. And you also, I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, we're going to know the difference of those who have separated themselves and those that have not. You're going to know. We're going to know. It's really going to be a blessed year. Mm. It, 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 2023, the year of completed things. It is the year of completed things. And so when I started doing this message and these words started coming up, I was like, huh? That this mark was a mark of completeness of the law. So 2023 is going to be the year of completed things. Well, Living in a completed place. I ain't going to give you all of it. It's just something. I know you sitting there talking, come on, come on. Nope. Nope. Because I got to go get the bookmarks made. This is all you're getting. <laughs> That's all you're getting. So you better make up your mind. You got one foot in the church. One foot in the world. One foot in light, one foot in darkness. You're running around with folk. Now, get, don't get me wrong. I minister to people that are sinners. I love people that are sinners. I he he and talk, I, but we don't run. I, we can't hang out. We can't hang out because even the Bible asks you a question: What does light have to do with darkness? What does righteousness have to do with unrighteousness? Oh, I'm going to preach it. I know you. Oh, I know. You say, oh, Lord, that holiness coming up out of it sure is. For God is holy. What, what else you want? Because see, the mark is on me. I'm going to show you in a minute. I'm going to choose to see if it's on you. It's on me. And Tad can't wash this out. Oxy can't get this out. That's why every, and there's an anointing service coming for you all, those eight millionaires, because God keeps bringing it up in my spirit. You stay with the Lord. I, I showed you in the word of God how the Bible says that it doesn't matter how dark it gets out here. You're going to continue to prosper. Amen. Don't be afraid. Amen. It doesn't matter. Commerce will still go on. Money will still exchange hands. Buildings will still go up. Marriages will still take place. Come on now. Yes. Buying and selling will still go on. Yes. You'll still have a job. Yes. Yeah, bah, 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 Thank you, Jesus. Because that is the promise of God to his people. Amen. He says, and it is God that gives you power to get wealth, yeah. that he might establish his covenant. Well. So stop being afraid. You're not going to be poor. You're not going to be living in a cave. You're still going to wear your designer. But it's out here. It's the system going down. Yeah. The world system is going down. And everybody who's not complete in the law, 
going down with it. Amen. And that's why God came back and said, you can give them your eye, you can give them your toe, you can give them everything you own. What you need to be giving them is they need the word of God. Amen. They need the word of God. They need to be saved. And if they're not ready to be saved right now, then you stay right there, baby. Okay. I, I'm got to, but I got to keep going. Amen. I love you. I'll pray for you. But I got to keep going. Amen. I cannot carry you on my back because you are a load on me. I'm already carrying a lot. I'm already taking a stand against the tsunamis of life. Yeah. You just await on me. Yeah. Does God love him? Yes. But God cannot go back on his own word. Amen. We have to come through Jesus. Amen. The Bible says, watch this, the Lord set the world up in light. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided. Somebody said, Lord, Lord let that word, let that word stick, stick in my soul. In my soul. That, you that you divided the light, the light from the darkness. From the darkness. Now here's light. Light is a sign of revelation. Mm. Light is a sign of revelation. The making known of something that was previously secret or unknown. So when, G, when God came on the scene, he said, he said, let there be light. He was saying, let there be revelation. He was saying, let there be revelation in the midst of the darkness. So you got light going on and darkness going on at the same time. You got revelation knowledge going on at the same time that ignorance is going on. Shine for me, Anna. Shine for me. So when God said, let there be light, watch this. It was God saying, let there be Jesus Christ. That's what he was saying. He was saying, let there be Jesus Christ. And what does John say? The book of John say, chapter 1, he says, and the darkness never did put the light out. Amen. And the darkness cannot overpower the light. Amen. So basically, when you're walking in the light, the darkness can't do nothing with you. And that's why it keeps trying and trying and trying. And you're going to get that feeling. Ah, I'm sorry. See, I have to do it when the anointing is up on me. Hey, bye, 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 shake. I have to do it when, the, I'm sorry, I don't mean to put you, but I have to do it when the anointing is upon me. Mm, yeah, because the anointing destroys the yoke and removes the burden. Hey, bye, bye, bye. But you're going to get it. It's yours, said the Lord. Keep shining, keep shining for me, Anna. Shine for me. Shine for me. Shine. He said, let that be Jesus Christ who is the light of the world. Yeah, that's what God was saying, and he did that in the beginning. Go to John 8 and 12. He did that in the beginning. Yeah, yes, Lord, I hear you. I hear you. It's time. It's time to be blessed. See, everybody's talking, oh, 2023. No, it's time to be blessed. 
Let me ask you a question. 2023, 2022, the promise, it was the year of having the hope of the promises of Jesus Christ. What promises? Prosperity, power, and presence. And everybody that walked in prosperity, power, and presence, guess what? You here? Amen. I say you here? And you prospered in a bad situation. Amen. You prospered in a bad situation. John 8 and 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Is that in your Bible? Yes, Somebody say, I'm full of life. I'm full of the light of life that comes through Jesus Christ. Say, so I don't walk in darkness. I don't walk in ignorance. I don't walk in a not knowing state. I know. You do know. See, see, from Genesis to Matthew 24 to Revelation chapter 6, this is what happened. They left the light of God. They left the revelation of God. And they walked in darkness. And guess what happened? They were destroyed. They were destroyed. I'm staying saved. Amen. And I'm not serving Jesus for the trinkets. Right. See, let me tell you something about your relationship with God. He, he's going to want to know, what are you serving him for? Amen. And that's why we be tested and tried. He wants to know, what are you serving me for? He wants you to know what you're serving him for. And there's a place in God where the warfare is so intense, but yet God is in the warfare. You know he's in the warfare. You know he's keeping you. You know he's preserving you. You know he's str strengthening you. You know he's in there with you. And when the devil thinks you out for the count, you get up. And the devil said, I knew. I know I threw everything at him. But the Bible says, the word of God says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. And thy rod and thy staff, it comforts me. That's for the believer. That's for the saved people. That's for the people with the mark of God on their life. Yeah, bye, 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 she. Mm. 
I trust you, God, but um, they got a sword. Uh, they, 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 they almost to me. They right there. And he's just like, I got it. Vengeance is mine. I shall repay. I got it. So then they're getting closer and closer. They right up on you. And you really just like, well, God, they right there. Like, you still not going to do nothing? He's just like, hey, be easy. It's good. I got you. So then they draw the sword back, and they begin to swing it at you. And now you're really trying to panic in your mind. And when the sword gets really, really close to you, I would say within a centimeter of your face, it stops. And your enemy drops. And God is like, didn't I tell you I had it the whole time? Mm. <laughs> he told me that, and I could, I could sense the feel of it. I could sense the panic attack. Somebody coming at you with a sword, and you have nothing. And God just saying, stand there. Trust me. <clears throat> Believe me. And they get, as he said, a centimeter. And draw back. You're saying, Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That's what it means to trust God. Amen. That's what it means to walk in the light, live in the light. It, it, <clears throat> see, we always want it to be ice cream and sugar. Nothing's going to happen to me. That's a lie. We live in a fallen world. We live in a fallen world. That's why Job said, Though he slay me, yet will I serve him. You got to trust him. You got to trust in the word of God. You got to trust in the light of God. You got to trust him. Even if it look like you're going to die. It's healing time. Because sometimes it get rough. Sometimes it do get just in a centimeter of you. And you're like, oh my Lord. What am I going to do? Jesus. Lord Jesus. Help me to preach your word, God. Help me. The reason why I say that is because people will walk out that door today, and if one little thing go wrong, oh, the Lord don't love me. Oh, the Lord. Yes, he do. Shut up and go on through. Everybody else is going through. What's wrong with you? Ah, you must be God's favorite. Really? If, if, if favorite feel like this, wow, then I got a story to tell you. But you know, that's what somebody told me in my deepest, darkest situation. They said, God is bragging on you. And I said, oh, my. <laughs> okay, Lord, could we kind of just, you know. <laughs> it doesn't feel good. And see, the youth got to understand this. Y'all got to understand. Young adults got to understand this. You got to understand this, baby. God got you. He does love you. Tests come to try us. Are we going to run away? We're going to drop Jesus. We're going to stop coming to church. We're going to drop the word. We're going to stop praying. We're going to stop reading. We're going to stop trusting in it. No! Because just when the enemy think he got you down for the last count, God going to destroy that devil. Amen. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. What you say? 
2 Corinthians 4 and 4, in whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not, least the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So what stops the light from shining unto you? Unbelief. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word. That's why I beg you, come to church, come to church, come to church, hear the word, hear the word. Because faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Not fables, not stories. The word, the word of God. So what stops the light? So, so what's happening out here? What's happening to these people out here? What's stopping the light from shining unto them? They don't believe. They don't believe. They don't want to believe. Judge, shine for me. Go to John 12. I want to give you scripture. I asked God, I said, please give me scripture. Let it be outlined so we can't miss it. See, and the word ought to stick with you. When you out here talking to your relatives, your unsaved relatives, and these unsaved people, the word ought to be coming up. When they shy away from you, when they tell you, no, not today. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be saved. The word ought to come up, and you ought to say, well, Lord, your word did say. You can't help them until they believe it. They got to believe the word of God. They got to believe you're the savior of the world. They got to believe you want to help them. They got to believe that God sent his only son to die on the cross for all of our sins. They got to accept it and believe it. You got to believe it. We got to believe it. You can come up in here every Sunday 365 days a year and have no faith and walk right back out that door and nothing's going to happen for you. You got to believe the word of God. You got to believe in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. You got to believe what is believing, adhere to, rely on it, trust in it, receive it as being truth. And when you come up in here, you got to open your spiritual heart. You can't come up in here with a closed heart. This is the closed heart. I'm going to go in there and ain't nobody going to change my mind. I'm going to do what I want to do because I believe this is right. Okay, you just put this wall up. So when the word go forth, it say. And the word go. And because God doesn't make us. The anointing does not destroy the yoke or remove the burden because he doesn't make us. It has to be a willingness there. Hmm. I believe. I say I believe. John chapter 12, please, verse 35. Then Jesus said unto them, yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while you have the light. Least darkness come upon you. Oh, oh wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Then Jesus, wait a minute. this was Jesus, y'all. Then Jesus said unto them, yet a little while is the light with you. 
Now, now let me tell you what that means. What he's saying is the day of darkness is coming. Well, the day of darkness is revelation that we just read. But remember, before the great tribulation, they sealed those Jews in their forehead. That way, once the destruction started, it wouldn't hurt them. Just like you sealed, and the destruction is not going to hurt you. It might look like it, but it's not. It's not going to hurt you. Hey, and it's high time the church rise up and let that devil know, I see you. I know you don't have no power against me. You're working with nothing. Time for the church to stand up. It's time for the body of Christ to stand up and let that devil know, I see you. And I see you because the word has opened my eyes. That's how come I can see you. I'm walking in the light. I can see you because the light of God's word has opened my eyes. You don't have no power against me, devil. The law is complete in my life. Why? Because Jesus came and fulfilled the law. Wait a minute. You don't believe nothing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know you're a good preacher. Let me show you something. Wait a minute. Go to Romans. Uh, Hold on to John 12. Wait a minute. Thank you, Lord. Turn over to Hebrews chapter 8. Hebrews chapter 8. Hebrews chapter 8. Amen. I'm going to find it. It's been a long time. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, 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 no. Ah, go to Hebrews chapter 10. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Woo! My, my, my. Look at your protection. Look at Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 10. It says, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Do you see that? Drop down to the 14th verse. He says, for by one offering, he had what? He did what? Forever them that are what? Mm. So how long are you perfected? And you got to be what? Sanctified means what? Set apart. Do you know what sets you apart? Because the light is upon you. Oh, my goodness. Wait just a minute. Oh, Lord. Oh, my, my, my. Hmm. Just a minute. Oh, my, 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 my. Woo! The Holy Ghost is awesome. Somebody say, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit of, the Most High God. of the Most High God. You, you. are an awesome preacher. Go to Galatians. Chapter 2. You don't believe nothing? Come on. Galatians chapter 2. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. And Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. 
Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, you know what Paul said when he says I'm crucified? He says I'm dead. That means you dead to darkness. But look what did it. Look what did it. It's Christ in you that brings the separation. You will never be like the world as long as you're going to serve Jesus Christ. Now, if you don't want to be like Jesus Christ, just jump on up out of here and run on and go serve the world. Leave your Bible before you go. We'll take our Bibles. <laughs> How long are you sanctified? Forever. How did you get sanctified? Through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ. It's nothing we did. It's Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's why we Jesus only. Amen. It's not a click. It's because of everything he has done for us. Mm. He separated us unto himself. Now, I just gave you scripture. Huh? Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Go to 1 Peter. I'm giving you scripture, so you might want to jot them down real quick. Okay, Lord. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just trying to, and the reason why I'm doing this is because I, I'm hearing the Holy Spirit, so I'm going to, let me check Thessalonians, just a minute. Okay, go to 1 Thessalonians, thank you, Holy Spirit, chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5. And we're still holding on to John, please. First Thessalonians chapter five, Amen. verse four. And it says, but ye brethren are not in darkness that the day should overtake you as a thief. Talking about that great and terrible day of the great tribulation. You're not in darkness. Oh, do you see that? Amen. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. Meaning you're not in ignorance. You walk in revelation. Okay? We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep. Doesn't mean don't go to bed. It means don't have a prayerless life. Don't have a prayerless life. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. And they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God had not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we are awake or asleep, meaning passed on with the Lord, 
We should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. Do you see verse 9? You appoint your own self to wrath. God did not appoint you to wrath. People who are out here and they're sinners and they don't want to believe the word of God, they have appointed them own self, their own selves to wrath. God didn't do it. They don't have enough. They're in the land of less. They're in the land of not enough. Untimely deaths. They're doing it to themselves. When, we gonna, when the body going to wake up and understand that? Stop this foolishness. Tell my God is a mean God. No, he's not. God has not appointed us to wrath, meaning there's an apartment with wrath. If you don't have the mark of God on your soul. If your life is miserable, if the devil beating your brains out, if he's always winning against you, you did it. You're going to win, baby. You're going to win. Come here. Sit right there for me. Yeah, you. You're going to win. I'm giving y'all scripture. Now, I'm not going to repeat myself. So y'all hope you wrote it down. You're jotting it down. You're going to win. I see you in the spirit. Holy Ghost showing you to me. And you fighting a good fight of faith, and that's what you better do. Yep, your clothes tattered. Yep, it looked like you've been beat. You've been in a beat down. But guess what? You're getting up. Amen. That's what I see. But you're getting up. Just keep, hold on. It's almost over. It's almost over, said the Lord, Jesus Christ. It's almost over. It's almost over. And I anoint you with all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, let your blood cover him now from the top of his head to the sole of his feet. And I anoint him with all. God says, almost over. Hold to faith. Faith in what? In his word. That greater is he that's within you than he that is in this world. That God is able to make all grace abound toward you. That ye having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Uh-huh, God going to do it. You coming out of this. You coming out, said the Lord. Strength, 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 strength. Strength. Because it's almost over. And when it's over, run. Run. Take care of everything you got to do, baby. Run on with your business. Run on with your life. Run. But don't leave Jesus. You coming out. You coming out. Uh-huh. That devil is a liar. I've asked you time and time. I said pray for our young black men. Two men are in the jails locked up. Two men are on drugs. Two men I'm lost already. We better pray for our young black men. And if you got a young black man, male in your family, you better cover him in prayer. And stop beating him down. It's enough beat down in the world. You better cover him in prayer. You better call their name out before the Lord. We can't afford to lose a whole nother generation of 
ammunition of the Lord. Get the word in them. It's not girly to be under the word. You better pray for him. Lord knows I'm praying for my nephews. I'm praying for my son. I'm praying for my nephews. I'm pray- Our young black males. Praying for the males in this ministry. Oh, yes, I am. You better get on board. And Lord knows, wait a minute, the Bible said, especially those, uh uh-oh, I heard the Holy Ghost. He said, especially those that are of the household of faith. One, two, they in here. Three, four, they come first. I'm not carrying no weight that I I don't have to carry. They in here. They need our prayers. They need us to tell them you can do it. Beating them down, just beating them down. You ain't gonna beat nothing. You just no good like this. And da, 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 da. Shut up. You in here. Amen. They in here. They in here. We need to cover them. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, no, my child. Higher. Go higher, Anna. Go higher now. Yes, Lord. Go on, go on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I say Go on, go on. Hey, shake, hey, Yeah, we ought to be praying for them. They in here. They coming. Amen. We have a lot of work that we can be doing. You see them at church, you ought to encourage them. Give you my, I can't, I can't just go. My testimony, you know, uh, sometimes young men go through growing pains. And it's just true. I know that's what God told me. And they do stuff. And they say stuff because they hurt him. And they don't know how to get out. So they fighting everybody. They fighting every, I'm just telling you what God told me. Now you take it how you want it. I'm telling you what God told me. They freed me. Amen. And God kept me in that, in that space. He said, no, ma'am, you will not stop praying. No, but God, no, you will not stop praying. No, you will not go over to the left or the right. You're going to do what I say because they're going through growing pains. They hurting. And they don't know how to express themselves. They don't know how to come out because they men. They men. And they've got to be men. <laughs> I ain't a little boy. I ain't no baby. I ain't no girly girl. Yes. I say, what? This is how God talks. One day I'm going to give them. I can't give my testimonies like I want to, but one day I'm going to give them. They, fight, they be fighting their way out, and they'll hurt anything in the way, baby. They'll kill it. Like the hug. Now, that's just what I just saw come before me. He didn't want to be the hug, but when he got angry, that joker got t- ten times bigger, ten times faster, ten times stronger, and he would, you know, and then when he started coming to himself, no, I'm, I'm being serious. And then when he started coming to himself, come on, baby, come on, come on. You all right. Come on in with the baby. Then he, he goes back to his normal size, yep. 
He comes in his right mind. He almost like a child. And so God had to teach me because I was hurting. I was in a world of hurt. I wanted to fight back. I wanted to call down fire from heaven. And God said, no. No, he just said, I'm not going to send it. And I'm like, why? <laughs> what you mean? It needs to be now, right now. God said, no. They hurt him. And they're a man. They don't know what to do with it. And so I humbled myself. In all my embarrassment and all my hurt, I humbled myself, my tears and all, and I began to pray and call their name and, and, and rebuke demonic forces and rebuke them and rebuke them because God told me to. God told me to. And every time I wanted to go over in self-pity, God said, no, ma'am, right here is where I need you because you know how to pray. You know how to talk to me. Because I was screaming. I wanted out. I was, huh, God, uh-uh, no. And God say, no. Because if you lose them to the devil, that's a soul gone. See, that's come you live close to God. That's why I live close to God. Because he tells me what to do, when to do, how to do, what not to do. It was God who told me. He said, every young man that comes through that door, he said, pray for them, cover them, because they're there. They're there. You're not begging them to come. You're not trying to find out where they are. You're not, well, where you, you baby, come to church. And you got to beg them, and they come on Easter. He said, no, no, these are coming. He said, you pray for them. Not that I don't keep begging, you know, please come to church. Where you been? We love you. Yeah, yeah. You keep doing but but the real the real strength goes to the ones. Because the Bible says, especially those that are of the household of faith. Amen. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Mm. It's, it takes something to raise a man child. It ain't no joke. It takes something. Because they men. And they're not going to let mama, daddy, nobody bring them down to a place of embarrassment where they're little boys. So they have to be dealt with like a man. And that's behind that. See, I used to preach to them. People didn't know what I was talking about. You can't fight God. The Bible said God is like the wind. And wherever it blow, you can feel it. But you don't know when's it coming, when's it going, but it's there. So we get God involved. And baby, when I say you're going to pray, when I say you're going to pray, you're going to pray. You're going to eat, sleep, live, pray for that deliverance. Because the devil likes to have the strength. That's the male. That's the male. He wants that strength. But you got to be woe man. Uh -uh. See, that's another myth. You got to be woe man enough. You got to know who you are. See, 
The only difference between us and them is we have a womb. <laughs> That's deep. That's why we call woman, and M-A-N is at the end of it. But our man got to be at the altar and in the word and binding demons and loosing God and ah, shine for me, Anna. Yes, it's going to be order, say God. Ah, woe, man, woman with the womb, man with the womb, man with the womb. <laughs> see if you can see it. But we're not up in their face. We treat them with respect. I was come out, our strength come out at the altar. Yes. At the altar. Behind the closed doors. Shut up. He goes, no, 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 Bible say Abraham was a friend of God. You better become a friend of God. That means he was close to God. That's how come he could talk to God and say, will you destroy Sodom if it's only five, 10, 15? He could do that because he got close. See, the church got to get close to God. And it comes through prayer. It comes through relationship. Not running in here on Easter, nor just running in here on Sunday, pretending like you didn't have prayer during the week. Pretending you've been in your word. No, it's going to get real because it's a relationship with God. It's going to get real. Because the devil can't do nothing with God. The devil can't do nothing with God. And you always follow what God tells you to do. You always follow what the word of God tells you to do. Always. We get mad in our flesh. But I hear the Holy Ghost saying, how about you get mad on the altar at the devil? Because we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but principalities and powers and wickedness, spiritual wickedness in high places. Get mad at your altar. Tear down the devil's kingdom piece by piece and don't let go. Okay, how tired you get? That's why we got church. Come in here, get your strength, eat, and go back out. Get back at it. You don't pray once a month. You pray every day, whether it's morning, noon, afternoon, or before you go to bed. It has to be consistent. Yeah, that's true, Lord. That's true. That's true. Even in my marriage, that devil was a lying wonder. He wasn't going to have my marriage. No. Mm -mm, devil wasn't going to have. My, I went to God several times, and God said, this what you want? Yeah. He says, I'll give it to you. 
but you got to be patient. You got to serve me. You got to pray. He said, I'll break that devil's back. Because well. I know there's a he in me. Amen. Oh, yeah, I'm meek. I'm mild. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I cry. Mm-hmm. Don't put no picture on, you know, no, no motion picture on and it's, you know, got sentiments in it. Man, I cry like a baby. But oh, when the command is given, rise up. Rise up. It's time to get to the altar. It's time to break that devil's back. And you can't do it if you ain't living nothing. I make your life. I'm talking about the sin they be in. Yeah. There's prayers in the Bible that speak of, you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Make them sick in their belly with it. I'd make your life hell. Yes. <laughs> For your good. We give up too easily. I said we give up too easily. Because it hadn't happened in five years, 10 years, 20 years. Oh, well, the Lord did. Yeah, he heard you. Where's your tenacity? I would pray until he gave me the answer. Now, if God come back and say, let it go, nothing's going to come of it, they're not going to. Guess what? Pilate said he washed. But see, that's not what he told me each time I went. He told me, he said, that's what you want? Yeah. He said, I'll give it to you. He said, but you're going to have to obey me. You can't let go. That's a long time. That's a long time. That's a long time. That's a long time. So that means there's time involved. That's right, it means it's not going to happen overnight. No, it's not. I don't care how, how you felt about my husband. I don't care what you felt for him, how you that I was Mrs. Angelita Carmichael. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, you were. Thank God. God gave you the word to bring through it. Would you get some hum? Hmm. Don't let them see you sweat. Stop letting them see you sweat. Stop letting them see you sweat. Oh, is you all right? Oh, will you please? Will you? No, 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 no. Get at that altar and stay there. Pick your time. Get your word. Get your declaration. Put them at the altar. And you don't stop unless God say. That's why he told that angel. He said, I'm telling you who to mark. And I'm telling you who to destroy. Amen. It's obedience to God. It's, obe it's obedience to God. Mm, that's another message. Because, see, you got some women, they marry a man, and it's to his, to his detriment. And then you got some women marry men, and it's to their good. 
That's a whole nother message. Hmm. Yeah. You ain't studying them coming to church. You're not thinking about them staying under the word because that's where it's going to begin in the word of God. You don't know how to play the cards. You take a real woman, play the cards. You got a hand dealt. I'm just being serious. God will let you know. I understand what you're saying. You're sitting there. I can feel you. I hear you. I, I hear you. Oh, but everybody, every, okay, that's why you're going to continue to pray, though, because God's going to give you the information. And if God says, okay, now, this one here is just a rotten apple, just a rotten tomato, never going to change, never going to do whatever, never going to be whatever, then you bag up. But as long as God's saying go forward, you go forward. got too many strong black women in their flesh. You need to be a strong black woman in your spirit Amen. with God. Amen. I ain't talking about popping your neck, snapping your fingers, how many cuss words you can say in a second. <laughs> That's not going to work. How heated you can get, how mad you can get, that's not going to work. That's in the flesh. I wasn't going to be no statistic. I don't know if I'm saying it right, y'all, college folk. I wasn't going to be a statistic. I know that can't be right. What time is it? Oh, it is right. Okay. I wasn't going to be a statistic. I wish I could give you my testimony. I'm talking about God talked to me with a real voice. I'm not talking about nothing made up. I'm talking about a real voice. He talked to me. He will talk to you with a real voice, men and women. Where your relationship at? Where your relationship with him? Relationship, is this how you do your relationships? You, you talk to your man or that woman once a year? You date them once a year? They see you once a year? No, that's not how you date. God don't want no once a year relationship. You running to him only when there's trouble. No, God don't want that. You can have that. You, can, you tell them, tell them, say they can have that. Because God ain't, is not going to be with it. Oh, God, I'm going to pray only when I want some. I'm only going to look for you when I want some. Come on, sweetie. <laughs> you done got taller. All right, now. Yeah, I want.